Emily, Neil Warlock, Jake Edwards. We'll start with Ao from Sky Sports News. Hi, Neil. Congratulations. Hi. Thank you very much. Yes. You're since four years young. We can all think of more relaxing ways. Yes, we can. What is it that excites you about still being managing Huddersfield and managing the championship? Well, as I said, yeah, I didn't envisage carrying on again. I mean, I've, I know how many times I've retired now, but it was just the um, everything that happened uh, at the end of last season, uh, the emotion and the support that we got, and then talking to J to Jake over the, the last few weeks. Um, it, it just all seemed right, really, and uh, obviously Sharon uh, agreeing to everything as well. It's a special, a special. We've got a special attachment to Huddersfield, and I think it's a, it's an exciting time. It's been a difficult time behind the scenes, and I think it's great for me to sort of calm, calm the waters without, the, you know, Jake having to worry about a, a new appointment yet. You know, I think it gives them a bit of breathing space and helps the club along really, which I think it does need. It's been a bit hectic over the last few months. You mentioned your wife Sharon, what was her initial response when you Yeah, she was no she was she's always been very good about you know, I had a couple of really good offers last year to come back after Christmas and uh, said no to them and then the Huddersfield thing came up, you know, and uh, as I said in February, we had a great time here first time round. We, we we enjoyed the place. The people were very, very good. And uh, it was just good to come back and and manage, and, and enjoy management, and put smiles back on faces. You know, um, I have to say, I, over the last few weeks, I have read a few of the forums from March time, and April, and uh, you know, people can get nasty, can't they? So it's, uh, you know, I'm, I, I definitely won't read the forums next season at all, <laughs> um, because you know it's going to be a going to be a difficult task you've seen the teams coming down and the teams coming up um, we're going to be limited regarding the EFL uh, financial wise so we're not going to be bringing you know loads of players in and, and, and putting the club in jeopardy we, we're going to try and do it in a sensible way and uh, and I think that's the, that's the correct way so we are going to need the lads to perform again to, to, to get into a a, res a respectable position in the league because it's going to be the toughest it's, as it's ever been next year but it's going to be the most enjoyable ever I mean every one of the games we're playing is one of my ex-clubs <laughs> I was going to say from, from March from March this year April, May I mean your form was fantastic Yeah. and that response that you had from the players do you think that gives you confidence going into a full season and a full pre-season as well. Well, I think I think I have an advantage over a lot of managers in that respect. In the fact that I don't think money is the answer to everything. And, you know, you look at the teams that we're talking about, and and they've all got you know major. You know, to give you an example, I I tried talking to a striker, and I offered him our top wages, and he got two and a half times that somewhere else. So that's what we're up against. And so it's you know it is going to be that type of season, but I, I don't think you know I think anything's possible. I'm I'm not going to commit myself to that. I mean the main thing is to steady the club, steady the ship. Uh, that's where, I, where Jake's come in and, and started you know looking at the club overall, where we can improve and different departments etc. And so it's just my my job to try and get a reaction from the players, try and bring. 
you know, one or two of the younger lads from from the the, the, the academy, etc. I've got my ideas on, you know, whatever I've been, I've, I've given two or three young lads an opportunity pre-season. You know, I remember asking uh, the, the Crystal Palace guy pre-season, have you got anybody that could, no, 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 and, and, and ended up taking uh, uh, one or two lads there on pre-season and they never looked back, you know. So it, I think you've, you've always got that. I had Sam Byron at Leeds I took down and he's had a great career and never played a game at before I took him to Cornwall with me. And, uh, and so people like that are there. So we're going to look at, at bringing people through and obviously make, hopefully, I think two or three signings to try and in, improve, you know, improve the quality of the squad. Ian touched on the sides that come down from the Premier League and the sides coming up from League One. How tough will this championship season be? Yeah, it'll be as tough as ever. Um, I mean, you know, your Sheffield Wednesday's in, Ipswich is this world. I mean, I've been watching Plymouth all season and, you know, uh, Stephen Schumacher is probably the best manager in the country this year because their budget is very, you know, not nowhere near in comparison with other teams in that league. So, you know, it, anything's possible in, in football. If you get that dressing room right and you've got that camaraderie and everything, you know, it, it's amazing what you can overcome. But it's still going to be a, you know, a challenge. I'll be very surprised if we're not in the bottom third regarding the bookies. Well, we should be. I know I'm managing them, but I, you know, I don't walk on water. Uh, but uh, you never know. I might have a try at that towards the end of next season. Uh, but it's 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 one of those things. You know, we have to. Um, you know, we're there. We've got a great club. The fans are with us again now. Jake's come in. Uh, that everybody's got a positive feeling about it. Every every conversation I've had with Jake's been positive. Uh, I know I'm going to get as much help as I, as I can that the club can do. Uh, they know I'm not going to spend money stupidly as well. Uh, you know, I'm not a manager that's always wants another player. You know, they know exactly where I am, and and I think it's a, in a way, it's what the club needed. It needed a bit of stability from the up and down world of you know which football is. And I think it just gives me a chance. Obviously, I spoke to Kevin, uh, who hopefully can can finalise everything in the next few weeks. And uh, you know, I've I've got nothing but positive vibes off Kevin. And uh, you know, he's like a little boy at times with his excitement, which is good. I think it's good um, regarding that. So I'm hoping that I can help knit everything together, and the fans as well. And and we can have a good season. That's what I want us to do. I want us to enjoy. What is a great championship, you know? Because although it's a tough season, um, I think everybody that we play will be in for a tough game. Fantastic, thank you very much, Neil. Just a quick one for you, Jake. When you had your conversations with Neil, what was the what's the objective for next season? Well, the objective was to avoid the um, instability, the chopping and changing that we'd seen last season. Uh, that really affects the club, affects the players. So we wanted to have stability, continuity. I think that's critical. Uh, and, you know, we saw the transformation of the club when Neil came towards the end of the season. And a very talented, very strong group of players um, were able to lift their head up, get the chests out, have belief and confidence. And that takes uh, real skill and leadership and, and experience to change a, a dressing room around like that in a short space of time. And Neil did that, uh, and, and with Ronnie's help too. So we could see that we we have a different squad at the end of the season than we did for most of the season. Um, 
and uh, and you know the experience Neil has, he was able to get uh, so much out of those players. So we wanted to build off the momentum of the end of the season, start the new season in the same fashion. Don't need to do too much to this squad. We've got some great players here, so Neil's going to take them away, have a good pre-season, and we're going to see what we can achieve in a very uh, a very um, uh, tough uh, league this year. But it was. Um, Important for us uh, as a new group coming in to have stability, continuity, um, and to um, you know to secure uh, Neil's services for another year was fantastic. We were here, uh, Kevin and I, at the last uh, two games of the season. Uh, the supporters were fantastic, and certainly the last game of the season, we heard loud and clear that this was the man that needs to needs to stay, and, and we're so pleased that um, that he's agreed to do so. So we're looking forward to working with him. Jake, nice to meet you, Louis from Radio Leeds. Neil, good to see you again. Yeah, thank We're you. We're probably a bit surprised to see you again. Are you surprised to be sat in this room? Uh, yes, I, th I think so. I mean, um, it was such a, um, it took such a, 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 not a lot out of me, but it was it was very, very um, a difficult period. Um, and everybody had to pull together. But to see the club transformed like that, and, you know, it was quite emotional. I mean, even thinking about it now, it, it sends shivers up my spine. You know, to walk round the pitch after the Sheffield United game, um, it meant an awful lot to me. That really, and, and Sharon came to the last game, and she could see, you know, it, what what it meant to everybody. Yes, I know there's going to be critics, as everybody wants a, a young manager and a, let's think to the future and give these contracts out. You know, I once went for a job at Derby County and. They didn't give me the job at the time, and I asked why because they said I was the best, the best um, interview that they'd had. And uh, the manager, the chairman, said to me because we want a longer, a longer policy. We want to look to the future, and so they gave somebody a two and a half year contract and sacked him in three months. <laughs> so I, I just think it's, it's you know, it's one of those things. It's, you just have to. Um, it, Sharon loves the club, and I do. And it, yes, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna. As you get older, you, you do want to do things, and I, I've got things that what, what I'd like to do. Um, but it, it's just one of those things. I just I not feel obliged. I, I just feel that the club needed stability, and I, I think the fans really showed me the last two games. Wow, I've never, never experienced that really. And for me to put something back into that, to give them something back, even if it's not the success, uh, you know, you know, people will be talking about promotion. You know, we, we are sensible people at times, Yorkshire people. And uh, I think, you know, the, the thing is that we've got, we want a good club. We want a club in the championship that's capable of going into the premiership. And that's where, you know, Jake's come into it. And, and hopefully Kevin, will, you know, will, will, everything will get sorted there. Because it is a club, and we, as we showed at the end of the season, it's a fabulous place when they are, when it's buzzing, and it was you know it was it was a, a real eye opener to a lot of people I think at the end of last season, and it's great to see smart people smiling and you know in the offices and down in the club shop and, and places people like that where I, I come across everybody. It's uh, it it seems to be together again, and uh, and that's what you want as a manager. You want the club together. Yes. You know, we, chances are when you look at the teams in that league, we're going to have one or two results, you know. But you, you, you've just got to think of the longer picture now. 
I think the the the, the, it, the club is changing. I think it's probably needed a little bit of a change, and we've got to look to the future. And uh, if I can help it, and and it, it it will be easier for me to continue than for for Jake to come in and have to appoint a new manager and start from scratch. And then he, the manager has to look at every player, the strengths, the weaknesses. You know, they don't know about one of. Which which kid of the which player had an, had measles last week and you know <laughs> so I know all that are you with me and they didn't have any measles by the way <laughs> but, um, but it's just an example that that you know I've I've already gone through that in the short space of time so I haven't got to do that and I I know that if we can get the two or three players which 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 you know I've spoke to Jake about without busting the bank we can give teams a good game. We're not going to be on the level of the teams that we've mentioned with the squads they have and the wage bills they have. Because I've already said to that about the striker that I wanted to get. But I, st I still think we can give people a good game, especially with the crowd at home and away the end of last season. The crowd was fantastic. The only time I heard them quiet is actually when we scored a goal at Millwall. I think they were so shocked that we scored a goal at Millwall. Everybody went quiet instead of cheering it. So um, they really supported us, and I'm hoping that we can, you know, and, and I've had great support from the local press and everything as well. So all you can do is your best, and that's what I'll be doing. You talk about that win at Millwall all the last three games of the season, and how you're not going to sit there and say we're going to get promoted, but momentum's such a big thing in football, and there's always a team who's a surprise package. I guess people will be wondering why not Huddersfield Town next season. Well, I think you're right, and there will be. I mean, you know, I've already seen it around, you know, people going off like that. All I would say is I don't think there'd be many silly people putting money on us to get promoted. They might talk a good game, but I don't think they'll put money on us getting promoted because I think there's going to be so... You know, you've got to look at the massive squads that these... I mean... You know, you look at the three teams coming down and their reserve teams should be able to play in the championship. So they've got such large squads and, and we're, we're, you know, we are thin on the ground, but a lot of clubs are thin on the ground uh, in, in our league. So yeah, anything's possible. Um, if you'd have told me at the start of last season that Coventry and Luton would have been fighting it out for a place, I'd have thought you'd have gone around cuckoo land, you, you know. So, you know, it, it is possible. It's harder, I think, this year because of the quality of the teams and clubs. You know, you get Sheffield Wednesday and Ipswich coming up, and you know, massive clubs. Uh, Plymouth are a big club as well in their own right, but not financially in that same bond. And then the three teams coming down. I mean, wow, you know, they never expected it, but they'll be in for a shock as well because it isn't straightforward going back up. Mm. Uh, not when you've got to come to places like Huddersfield on a Tuesday night when he's chucking it down with rain. <laughs> So it's it'll be an interesting. I'm I'm looking for. I, I know you can say it's short term, but I'm looking forward to battles ahead, mate. Everyone. I mean, I'm nearly. I've nearly managed every club in the league now, so nearly everyone's a derby for me. You know, to go back to Sheffield Wednesday and get this, get the lovely rapport from the fans as I get off the bus. Well, I'm so looking forward to that as always. It's uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be an amazing season for me. Yeah. I think everyone in this room at some point last season, Neil asked you, do you fancy carrying on? And you were adamant you wouldn't. You mentioned your age and your health, of course, saying that 46 games up and down the motorway Tuesday night down at Cardiff, for example. I know. 
might not be good for you. Don't bring things up like that on a happy day like today. <laughs> but, but in terms of that, how, how are you feeling? Are you refreshed? Do you feel Yeah, I did. I mean, there was one or two reports which were false about me having a mystified illness. I actually left here after working my guts off for 15 games to get COVID the next day and ended up having 13 days of positive tests in Cornwall, which should have been the holiday. And so I've never even got away. So we, we are hoping to get away next week, Sharon and I, for, for a week, just before we come back training. So, um, you know, I was a bit unlucky with the COVID, but I had to cancel the shows that I was doing. Uh, but I will, I'll, I'll, I'll stay loyal to those, the, the venues that I'd already fixed up. I'm going to do, even at Ipswich, I'm going to do them next June. And uh, when I have retired, he with me. Uh, I'm not sure any of us will believe No, I know. I know. But I will honour honor the commitments that we did because I, I do, you know, I have enjoyed doing my talks, going, going around different places and having a laugh, you know. Just on the club and, and the town and the people in general, you said in your first answer, you've got a connection to this place and this football club. What are the factors that make that connection so special for you and Sharon? I think it's I think it's um, when they think you're one of them, really. I, I mean, I don't think I try and be anything untoward. I mean, I, it's just being level-headed. I think it's where you're brought up, really, where you come from. I mean, yesterday, I I was talking at the Oxford Union. Wow, can you believe that? Neil Warnock talking at the Oxford Union. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the talk. Are you with me? with our future generation that's going to be running the country and looking out, you know, and I really enjoyed that. So I had to tell one or two lads to take the phone off, you know, as always, <laughs> wherever you go, whether it's, they're all on it, aren't they? Um, so it, it's interesting, that. But I, I think you've just got to get on with everybody. And I get on with the cleaner as much as the groundsman, as much as Jake, are you with me, and people. I think it's all about, you know, bringing the club together. And I think I can help the club as well regarding the commercial side. I think, you know, a lot of football clubs take money off people and give them nothing. Whereas we want to try and uh, around the community and give them the, the club to come some, and want to come down and want to support us by sponsoring people. Are you with me? So it's a bit about give and take, really, what, what we've been talking about. Thank you. Enjoy yeah. your holiday if you get there. Yes. Yeah, uh, Jake, nice to meet you. Um, good to see you sat alongside Neil this afternoon. I think a lot of us are wondering, you left uh, from what the outside looked like a great job in the United States, an important job in the United States. Why have you left that to come to Huddersfield Town? Uh, well, the, yeah, the journey I've been on uh, through my career through football um, has been both in the US and, and uh, the UK. I've had eight years as president of the USL. I've loved every minute of it. We've built an infrastructure there that didn't exist before. Uh, and I'm really proud of what we're able to achieve. Um, any, uh, any success uh, I've had over there was really down to the quality of the people that I was fortunate enough to work with both at the league office and across all the clubs that we were able to um, build and support. Uh, and that is, um, in large part, what's attractive me here. It's about the people around us. Um, and you can only be successful if you're sitting next to and alongside great people that have vision, that will roll their sleeves up and put the, uh, put the hours in. There's some great people here at the club, throughout the club. 
You've got some great people back in America that are part of this as well, supporting what we're doing. And to sit here alongside probably one of the most experienced men in English football, um, it's very, very difficult to turn down. I'm very excited about um, everything that I'm going to learn and need to learn in this role and, and what I can bring to this club. So excited to be part of the town, part of uh, a historic um, club, a big club and a club with a lot of potential. It was really the potential that that was, was also uh, very attractive. Um, this club's been to the top. It's had a very difficult time uh, recently and, and it's our job now to come in and stabilize the ship, ensure this is a, um, a stable club first and foremost and a, and a sustainable club and that we've got a bright future ahead. So very much looking forward to what's gonna be a fantastic season. What do you feel you can bring to the club? Well, uh, certainly a knowledge of the game, having been a professional player for over a decade, um, very familiar in this environment, um, and uh, looking forward to working with Neil and all the staff uh, on this side of the operation and supporting everything they uh, they need to be successful uh, with. But having spent um, 10 years, ultimately in my previous role, and then working with a global sports marketing firm uh, with Oxygen in London for a number of years, um, hopefully I can bring some maybe different uh, thinking to the business um, and how we think about the football club and its role in the community and how we can engage and re-engage and be a bigger part of people's lives here and try to make, uh, uh, you know, have an impact on their day-to-day. -day. Um, and perhaps bring some of the things that I've learned from working in the US that uh, potentially could help uh, the club uh, off the field as well. Chief executives in footballs nowadays, it seems every chief executive talk to there role is slightly different. How would you define a chief executive in modern day football? Uh, well, um, you know, this is day uh, three for me here, so I'll, I'll, I'll have to define it a little bit as I go. Some of this will be sort of building the plane as you're flying it. Um, really, for me, I think to be successful here, I've got to get the balance of managing uh, the business, both in the short term, in terms of what we've produced for the EFL uh, and the um, uh, the sort of restrictions we're under in the short term and then where we can go in the long term managing the business so it is healthy it's sustainable uh, and while also supporting uh, Neil uh, and the coaching staff here to make sure we're as competitive as we can be on the field and trying to maintain that balance so you don't veer too far in one direction and it all all comes unstuck um, while also maintaining a great high-performing team off the field you know, I, I've seen in a short space of time here that they're fantastic people, um, but there needs to be more togetherness, more communication, more interaction between the departments, um, and that's been lacking. So I think uh, engaging the staff on a journey, on a vision and where we're going, uh, empowering people to be successful. Uh, and I think, you know, we're going to build a high-performing team here. We need to build a high-performing team over there. Uh, so managing that as well. So lots to do, um, thinking about the stadium as well, lots to do around the building to making sure we're improving the match day experience for the supporters coming in. Um, but it's a long game, so we'll, we'll take it one step at a time. Kevin's takeover is yet to be fully ratified. I'm interested to know how much contact you have with Kevin and, and what's the remit from him to you at the moment? Well, Kevin's been approved now uh, through the uh, EFL and the owners and directors test, which is great. Uh, waiting for a final uh, rubber stamp from a, uh, another regulatory body, hoping for that to come through soon. Um, so, you know, at arm's length involved, uh, got to go through the processes correctly, and um, but very much engaged. It's been a very collaborative uh, 
you know, endeavour so far between you know, Dean Hoyle, uh, David Baldwin, <coughs> Kevin and myself. So really making sure all the decisions that have been made so far uh, in the last few weeks, uh, everyone's involved in, everyone has input in. Um, so uh, all those things I've said, we're aligned with in what we're going to <coughs> focus on uh, when Kevin uh, fully takes over, but we're all working together at the moment. Just lastly, for the, for the fans and the people of the town, if they're watching or listening back later on, what would you say to them in the short term now that you're in this role? Well, I'm looking forward to meeting as many as I uh, can. Um, your club is a, such a special club and it is in good hands. You've got good people here, as I said before, people that love the club, believe in it, believe in the future. Uh, and we're excited about what we're going to accomplish this season and in, in the years ahead. And um, and I hope they are too. I've, I've, I've seen a sense of enthusiasm uh, already on social media this year. And I, I know it's been frustratingly slow, this process over the last few weeks, uh, and sometimes not always enough information has been shared. Uh, so I appreciate that. But rest assured, uh, this is all going to be wrapped up soon. And this is a great week. Lots of good announcements this week. Sets us up really well uh, for, for the season. So. Um, Continue to support the club. Uh, we're listening. We want to. We want to hear from you. We want to. We want to start making your match day experiences, uh, you know, better and better. Um, but uh, you know, keep supporting the club and get out and let's try and get. Uh, let's try and fill that stadium for that opening game. Sure, well, thanks for your time. Thank you. I've just got a question for you, Jake, for the moment, if I may. Uh, if we're only going to have the privilege of working with Neil Warnock for a year, and I believe it when he says a year. How quickly does the process of recruiting his successor kick in from your point of view? Well, not today, uh, not right now. Um, uh, we have talked about it. We, we? we have, yeah. We, uh, we have talked about it because what what I said to to Jay is I, I don't mind because Dean Oilu first came to see me and put my arm up my back and <laughs> and uh, and all sorts of things, and then obviously Jake's come on board. And all I've said to them is, look, I didn't want to do another year. I'll do another year if it helps everybody out. And, and Sharon agreed to that. Um, but what I don't want to happen is what happened at my last club. That halfway through, I feel like I was, um, I don't know, I can say it in proper language, but I, I don't feel that I was tret right at the last club. And I felt, um, what I don't want to know is, I said to Jay, all I want to know is if we have a bad time or we're looking at things between now and Christmas or after Christmas or what have you, when we are looking, then I would just want you to be straight with me. And if you're going to talk to a manager or you want my advice on a manager, then do it. Don't do what happened at my last club and go behind my back because that's not me and I don't deserve that. And I didn't deserve it then. But that just made me more determined to be successful here. And that, that's what drives me on. Yeah, so, I, I, I just echo that. We have had a good conversation about that. And as much as we are focused on, on this season and the continuity is important because Neil knows those players inside and out, um, we will very much work together on transition and, and, and what the future holds and what kind of, uh, where do we go from here with the players we have, with the uh, philosophy of the club moving forward. And Neil's going to play a huge part in that. He's already put his, a big stamp on what this club uh, looks like and so um, you know we, we're grown-ups we're gonna have a very honest uh, open relationship um, strong conversations to have and we'll work together on that and and, uh, and, and we can't thank Neil enough for um, 
you know, for staying on for um, all the right reasons, really, um, not personal reasons, but to, to think about the future of the club and the future of the incoming group to make sure that transition is as stable as possible. Um, and, and he will do so as the season goes forward and as we think about the next season and the years ahead. So we're going to work together on that at the right time. Thank you, Jets. Thank you. Um, Jay, was it always the plan to come back to England? Is that always how you saw it mapping out? I mean, when was it that you were actually contacted by uh, it, it was, but you know how life kind of gets in the way. So I, you know, when I, when I finished in working in London and we moved to the States and there was an opportunity to join the USL at that time, uh, it was a real um, young up-and-coming league and we wanted to build an infrastructure um, similar to the EFL uh, in, the, in the US, which didn't really exist before. Um, I was unsure about it at the time. I remember thinking to myself, well, I'll give this three months and see how it goes. And three months became a year and then uh, two years later, you're the president of the organization and things are moving so quickly. And unlike here where you're dealing with teams 100 plus years old, you're building new teams. It's very different environment to, to exist in and to start launching football clubs and have that responsibility to do that in communities where you've got to build a club that's sustainable. You want to create something for the next generation there to aspire to be. And we've created so many footballing opportunities for, for players and referees, coaches, etc., both for uh, men and women over there. So it snowballed very quickly. And then it was, you know, as I said, two years became 10 uh, very uh, overnight. But it was always my intention to return back to the UK uh, and to move back to the club side. Um, and like everything, it's timing, it's when the right opportunity and the right people and the right circumstances come together. Uh, and as I was getting to sort of 10 years, it seemed like the natural time, as most people think in their careers, that's the natural time to consider this. And you've got um, enough about you to go and do this and be successful. Um, and, and that was that. And then I knew this opportunity was coming up and um, I would engage with, with Dean, who brought me into the club. <coughs> And then knowing that Kevin Nagel was, uh, um, you know, having a, a strong look at it and then moving forward to acquire the club. And I've known that was a big part of my decision, too, because I've known Kevin since maybe 2014, 15, when he took over at Sacramento Republic, which was obviously a team in the league I was running. And I got to see firsthand his quality, his personality, what he's what he's given to the club and what he's built there and uh, and the focus he has on community and, and the sport. So. Uh, you know, I think very highly of him, and I thought, well, the chance also uh, to work uh, for him here was a big draw for me as well. You touched on it a little bit there, but what are the qualities that Kevin's going to bring to this club? He's determined. He wants to succeed. Um, he is uh, no stranger to sports. He's been involved in the NBA team in Sacramento as a on the ownership side. He's the owner of the football club there. He's invested heavily into that, into both. Uh, very successful businessman, um, uh, you know, uh, in healthcare and other fields, de big developer, um, and, and, and so very engaged in uh, rebuilding and, and building infrastructure around communities as well. So um, I think he's going to bring a sense of um, desire to win, competitive guy, um, wants to win on the field, uh, wants to respect history and tradition, um, wants to do some things with a light touch in that respect. 
is a, is a man of the community. He does a lot of philanthropic work um, in and around Sacramento and California. Uh, so he, it would be important to him, I know it is, that, he's, that he is involved in, in, uh, in the community here and, and can add some value there as well. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunity as well in terms of uh, uh, development around, around uh, the stadium and the community here. So, I, you know, he's going to bring a lot to, to this and I know he's raring to go. He can't wait to get, get, uh, get over the line. He's planned to come here to as many games as he possibly can. I think he will. I don't, I don't know that for sure. I don't have an answer for that for sure. I know he will be here, um, uh, certainly around the first game, if not one of the pre-season games. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he's finalised that travel schedule. He's going to be here as much as he can, though. Um, he really enjoyed his, uh, the last game here and his visit, so I know he's going to be here quite, a, quite often. And you, you mentioned before about you know, your track record, what you've done and everything. I mean, what is it specifically that you can take from the US? And where you've you know, worked, bring to here. What are you looking to to do at um, in the long term? I think it's a balance of um, you know recognizing what's going right here, and then where are the where are the gaps we can add some value, things we're maybe not thinking about, perhaps um, off the field, um, commercially, things we're not thinking around the stadium opportunities there to make that a better environment for. The supporters, better environment for the staff that work there every day. Um, the, you know, the, the sort of long term. Um, obviously, we want to continue to grow and move this uh, club forward and take it to the highest level possible. Um, that is the ambition. Um, we're not setting a time limit on that uh, for now. We want to just uh, take our time and 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 see what we can become here. Um, I think the interesting. Thing we have at the moment, there's a huge interest in um, in the club um, internationally, certainly in the US, and we're seeing that already. And I think it presents some exciting opportunities to um, uh, you know, make more people aware of Huddersfield Town, build the fan base. Um, you're going to have, I'm telling you right now, you've got a massive supporter group already forming in Tampa, Florida, um, there's a, and certainly in Sacramento. So um, we had Huddersfield Town shirts spotted at the Tampa Bay Rowdies game, uh, as well as many Sacramento Republic games. So there is um, a real opportunity there to start um, bridging the gap and, and bringing that opportunity together to think about the club uh, more globally, perhaps, than it's been done before. Do you see the US as a big market that you can explore? I do, yeah. I mean, you know, the, uh, the Premier League is the underneath the uh, Mexican First Division. It's the second most watched football league uh, in the US. So there's a massive interest right now in promotion and relegation battles towards the end of the season. Um, the uh, EFL uh, Championship games are on uh, broadcast over there on ESPN and ESPN Plus, as were the USL games. And there's a much larger media package now for. Uh, champ EFL uh, matches, so the, a lot more of the games will be shown uh, in the US also. So uh, we'll consider, you know, all the different options and how do we get Huddersfield um, Town, the club, the brand, uh, uh, you know, more exposure in the US. And I think that can drive a lot of uh, uh, success for the club. Has Kevin shared with you his plans for the improvements around the stadium? I mean, what is it that you're going to be looking to do? Well, it's an interesting setup at the stadium, as you know. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a management company running it. It's three partners, so we're just getting to know each other a little bit at the moment. My interaction so far with everyone 
um, have been great, really supportive. So excited to see what we can do there. I think there are some things we can we can do in the short term um, as a as a member of that organisation, and then we'll just continue to see what that looks like uh, over the longer term and what those options could be. Lee Bromby's left the club this week. Will you be looking to bring in a new sporting director? Yeah, that's a difficult decision to make in your first week, um, and uh, unfortunately, you've got to make some of those difficult decisions. Um, but you know, we, we've evaluated what's gone on and the good and the bad, and you know, you've determined that the time is right to make some changes and think about a new structure on the football side uh, moving forward. We want to make sure we are fully supporting Neil with everything he needs. Uh, and so we're going to take some time to think about the structure uh, and what what um, what makes sense. Certainly, um, won't rule that out right now to have a new sporting director and maintain that structure. But we're going to take a bit of time on on, on that. You both said maybe two or three signings, not masses of signings. I mean, what sort of budget are you going to be working with? Not to do with you, that. <laughs> <laughs> to do with you. We've uh, managed the bones, don't we? <laughs> we? We know what we've got, don't we? Yeah, we've got we, a really we good haven't, We're not major, you know, we're not going to be looking at silly money. And I'll give you an example about a striker, you know, two and a half times what we can probably pay. So we, we, we're up against it, but we're going to try and get value for money. We'll need a bit of luck. We're going to use the try and use the loan uh, market as well. Um, and hopefully we can get the two or three that will just help us to take the club forward as a team. You know, that's what we're try, trying to plan. What are positions that you are looking to strengthen? I, I think that's, that's more for us, you know, really. I mean, uh, obviously, to, to, to do anything in the league, you've got to score goals. Um, so priority-wise, I think we have to get another striker in, you know, if not two. But I, I also think that we have young lads that we've got to give an opportunity to as well. Sometimes you think that the young lads and, you know, but I think young lads have shown, you know, I look at Bellingham and I cannot believe how anybody at that age can be as good as him. I can't, honestly. And I've never seen anybody as comfortable as that. So, and he's 19. So, you know, are we just going to getting a bit carried away that you can't play kids? Are you with me? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give one or two a good opportunity in pre-season in that respect. Uh, and then look at what we need and if we have to try and get a loan player. You know, the budget we've got, um, that's up to me to spend the budget. You know, I can ask I can ask the lad, uh, Jake in particular, you know, I can I spend the budget on one player, but we don't want to do that. We don't want to upset the dressing room, the, the, the sort of, you know, what the wages are on in the dressing room. We don't want one big hitter. Uh, you know, you've seen it all before. So we want to be sensible in what we do. But you won't hear me moaning about not having enough money or anything like that. We've just got to do the best we can with what we've got. We've got to give the, the fans something to cheer about. And I think if the fans see that you're giving 100% every game, then they'll, for, they'll, they'll give you a bit of leeway. Are you with me? It's when they see players not bothering or not trying or they don't think, you know, I think that's when they have a go at, at the players. You gave a number of youngsters opportunities last season and a lot of them flourished, so how excited are you about players? I always am with young lads, because, you know, like I say, I, I remember uh, it was Nathaniel Klein and Victor Moses, are you with me? And 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 the, 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 the coaches said to me, no, not ready yet, Gaffer. And, and I think, you know, 
I'd never, 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 never out of the team after that. After the pre-season we had, are you with me? So I will be taking a couple down to Cornwall. That's a great week for us. That I mean, the fans get your bloody caravans booked now and the hotels, your bed and breakfast, quick. It's an amazing place, and uh, what, what I like about it is we go to three clubs. You know, we go to uh, to Bodmin, Tavistock, and and Liscard. Three clubs I've been used to going over the years, and the the fans mix with the players and. You know, before it's like going back in time, you know. And, and I'll, I'll be telling all my players at Bodmin if I had to come in end of last season, you'd have been playing here somewhere. <laughs> you know, but I think it, it's good to go down to earth to these places yeah. and, and, and sign autographs. And you know, there's too much headphones on nowadays. You look at the, you know, the top flight. I want my lads to be grounded and to enjoy what they do and, and that's what we did at the end of last season and uh, you know my objective really this season is to see Tom Lee smile that's what I want to do today this year um, what's the situation with Josh Graham and Danny Ward yeah we spoke to them yeah they're very I mean they know how much how important they are to me um, I think I've got more faith in Danny Ward than anybody's ever had, and I think he, he repays it. All right, n not prolific, but he always gets me the important goals, Danny. And uh, if we can keep him injury-free, you know, there's no reason why he doesn't play a big part. So uh, hopefully, in the next few days, uh, we can have decisions on one or two lads like that. We've, all, you know, we we want the, both the, the players that you're talking about to stay. Uh, I think both of them would would want to stay um, but you know it's not just me talking you know they, all, they have advisors and advisors advise and sometimes right and wrong um, but uh, hopefully we, we'll have some good news in the next few days about you know those players. Josh was a very big player for you was he at the back end of that I was a big manager for Josh because <laughs> apparently before I come he was bloody rubbish <laughs> <laughs> so you know it goes both ways doesn't it I think you you know you play for managers. I don't think you play for teams. I think all that rubbish. I think you play for managers, mate. And I think Josh showed what he could do last year. And if Josh played for me next year, I'd be very disappointed if he didn't get double figures. Very disappointed. I'd be asking him, you know, giving him a challenge of more than that. Um, Danny, same. You know, I I think both can contribute. And they've seen how we play. Uh, you know, I think Josh has got to be given that freedom. I think he can do the 10 job as well as the wide player. Uh, and I think there's always goals in him. And we, like you say, we have to score goals. So, you know, when you look at the your Rodonis of this world as well, they complement each other. You know, we, we've got to have our high energy um, with, the, with the players that, that are involved because of the, the sort of quality that we're going to be up against. And with... Um, I think Rock Mara has been a bit of talk about him being linked with a few clubs in Europe. Again, do you know what situation with him? No, I've not heard any speculation. I've not read your paper. Has it been in your paper? <laughs> um, I mean, Etienne, uh, you know, he's been he's been away with, hasn't he, with the international. So I think he's at a he's at a good stage in his career. He's got to make a decision on himself, really, because he knows what, how I want him to play, and and I think he could do what I want him to do. But he's got to change certain, added certain bits in his game to cater for the championship. 
So I'm hoping pre-season I'll be working on him because you know that would save us a, uh, buying somebody else or getting somebody else. You know, you with me? So we'll be. I'll be working very hard. I had a good long chat with him in the last season, even though I didn't think I was going to be here. And uh, I had a conversation with him about you know he has all the ability in the world. He has the stature. He has the touch. You know, does he want to just pick average wage up for the rest of his life, or does he want to be something really good? And he could be something really good, but it's all between his ears. Not, not, not going to be me or anybody else. He's decided that will be between his ears, and I've seen that over over my career. I've seen that a lot of times with him. Sometimes you win and they become really good players. Sometimes they end up playing non-league. You know, it's uh, let's hope it's a good result this time. Ronnie's come back with you, but will you still be looking to add to the backroom staff? Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I mean, Paul Clemens left this week, as you as you know as well. It's when you come as a manager, especially when I'm going to be full time now, and I'm going to give it a go. You have to have one or two lads that you've worked with that know inside out what you're going to do, and the lads I'm bringing in um, are both know how I'm going to what I'm going to do they know what I want from them and they know what I demand from them regarding the squad and you know it, it happens every time there's a managerial change usually you know so Paul Paul you know I'm sure he'll he'll, he'll get a job in the, in the next few weeks it's nothing to do with his coaching or anything like that I just felt I needed another couple of of, of new coaches in 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 certain areas Work with Kevin Blackwell before is he enough? Is he sent you out? No, no we, we've already. I mean, I don't know whether we can. Can we announce the two lads? I mean, what are the people I'm bringing in? I'm bringing in Ian Bennett, who's been at the club before as a goalkeeping coach, um, and I'm bringing in Carl Sarant, who was with me at Cardiff and he's been with me at QPR. He's been with me a few places. Carl's done everything. He's done all the fitness side, and he's coming in as a first team coach as well. So it's it's good. He's he's um, got a lot. You know, he's got experience and know what he can do. And and managers want that. They want to know that one or two people around them. Are you with me? It gives them a little bit more confidence. And and that's why. I mean, Narcis left, and well done to him. You know, he got a, a very good job down there at Norwich, and and I'm sure Paul will. But it, it it's football. Like you, you just need. Uh, you know, I won't be making any more changes. I just uh, that's what I wanted to do. Just bring one or two uh, new faces that, I, and, and I knew that w- without me having to pick the phone and telling them what I want them to do, I know what they'll be doing. Like you, he knows the inside out. Absolutely, yeah, and uh, a very, very good coach. I, I watched him in close proximity, and uh, I was delighted with him uh, how he was. And as a person as well, and uh, he's always been on his field town mad as well. So uh, I suppose it helps as well. Thank you, Neil. Thank you. Um, Neil, you talked about having your arm twisted to stay, and I was looking at that footage again from the Sheffield United game. The response from the fans—they were chanting one more year, and then immediately you, you spoke to my colleague Chris Dawkins and said, "No, that's it. I'm done. I can't. I can't stick another year." Mm. How much of an influence were the fans in your changing part over the last six weeks? I think they were majority, really. I mean, Dean came to see me first of all. And, um, you know, I mean, I've known Dean a long time. I came back for Dean, really, with Sharon and Janet. And, um, you know, I thought he was going to ask me something else. And he, come on, Neil, you know, just, you know, please, you know, why not? And... And he, I, th- I thought, well, it's not even going to be your problem. You, what are you on about? <laughs> you know. Um, but that's how he. That's how he was. 
And it's, it, it's just, I can't begin to tell you how it felt after the Sheffield United game. I couldn't, I couldn't put it, I could cry now, I couldn't put it into words. After all my life in Korea, all the hoops, you know, all the highs I've had, um, I've never had one that caught me in motion totally, like after the Sheffield United game. And um, I, think, I think it hit home to Sharon as well, if I'm honest, because you know, she was watching it on, I mean, she couldn't even watch the last 10 minutes. But you know, she was biting her. She was in Cornwall on the, on the watching it on a video, you know. And she, Amy said, my daughter said, she couldn't even look at the television. Felt sick, and um, and see the response from that. And then for her to come up and look at the last game. I know there was nothing on it, but it was still quite emotional the last game. And for Sharon to see that, and Kevin as well, mm -hmm. didn't he? Mm -hmm. You know, it was good for Kevin to see that because he he saw the passion and the commitment and, and everything about the family, because it is a family club, this. It's, you know, it's one of the last ones, I think, really family-oriented. And whenever, wherever I go in, you know, I'll go in the supermarkets and things like that, and I always tell the lads, you know, when I go in, it's, it, they can't believe it's me pushing a trolley around. Um, but it, that's how we are up here. We just muck in. We muck in and get on with it. And it was, it was as emotional as I've ever known it in, I mean, 40 odd, is it 50 years now? I can't remember. But it's a long time since I've been a manager. And, and I've had all the promotions, but I never quite ever felt like that. Or it, I forgot that it felt like that. Uh, the Sheffield United game was really, really special to me after that. And, and when Dean, I mean, yes, you know, you think, wow. Because some of the lads come to see me as well. And I used please, Gaffer, you know, you know, one or two of the younger lads and one or two of the older lads. Um, could you consider it? You know, and, and it wasn't a, a thing then because I had made up my mind. But it was just a one thing after another, and the change. And, and I really felt that whatever the result, because I, I mean, when they were chanting one more year, I don't know whether you heard me pick the microphone and say, yeah, but I'll lose the first five games. It'll be get him out of here, <laughs> you know, get another manager. So I mean, I know that's the life of football. <coughs> Um, but I just felt with, with Jake coming in and hopefully Kevin in the, in the next few weeks, they've got enough on the plate. And, and I, th I think that to have a manager stable that hasn't, you haven't got to be doing everything because he will have to do everything long term. And, and it just takes a little bit away from what already is a massive job. And at the same time, you forget that these people are moving house, moving families, which, you know, I would tell the two worst things in life are moving house and divorce. You know, and, and, and that's what it, you know, that's what it is. So it's, it's nice for me to put something back in it and know that majority of fans, whatever, I mean, they'll always be the old little Mike, what do you call them, the keyboard warriors, won't you? You know, I read some of them again. Like, I'll only read them up to the first game. Uh, <laughs> I, I keep going back in time now reading some of them. And I'd love to reply to them, but I don't know how to. And, uh, you know, but it's, uh, it is a... It, it is a special club, and, and that Sheffield United game, I will never forget that for the rest of my life. Obviously, the, like touched on, the results might dictate how you and the fans feel this time next year, but that emotional attachment that you've got to this club, doesn't that then make it more difficult to walk away? 
Oh, well, don't start talking about. about. We're not even started this evening. <laughs> we'll, we'll get Leicester away for this game, then it'll be Leeds United at home on a Sheffield Wednesday. No, no, don't let's talk about things like that. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's just enjoy the summer and, uh, and get the fixtures out. And I think, you know, I mean, ideally, I would love to get us promotion and then go and let somebody else have the Premiership because I do not want to manage that type of player again. The Premiership. I've had enough of that. I, I like these type of lads. I like the Championship. They're my kind of players, you know. And it's uh, you know that's not knocking you know that is our life is in the Premiership, isn't it? But I do enjoy the Championship. And it'd be nice to get 30, 37 games. Is it? How many? No, no, 18 into 18. So 32 games I've got to get to get to 16, 50. I mean, if you, I never thought I'd have 1650. <laughs> Takes some doing that, doesn't it? 32 games, I've got to last till January then. Don't sack me till January. <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be nice. It'll be nice, because it's, it's a hell of a lot of games, you know. Wow, when I think about it. Thank you. Okay, no problem. Yeah, I've just got a few. Um, is it unfinished business? You mentioned your previous club. I know that you thought you couldn't stay there and done. Leon, what you do? you're not looking for a story. No, I'm not. Bear with me. When you left Huddersfield for the first time, because you got to Plymouth and they got to this level, yeah. is it it's all unfinished business in a, in a few regards, I suppose, isn't it? You know, you want the club to establish itself mm. at this level. I, I just, I, it's just, uh, you have to, I mean, you have to, you don't work as long as I have, Leon, without having targets, you know. Yeah. I mean, I know it's people say it's a young man's game. They always do, right? But you, you, you I have, I have challenges in it every day of my life, and and I have a challenge, what I like to do, and and you know, people will say if we could finish halfway, you know, it'd be great, really, with what we've got. But behind the scenes, you know, I I, I am what I am, and I, and I don't do things like that. I want to do the best I can with what I've got, whatever I'm given. And it just happens that this group of players and the fans and everything about the club now, um, I'm going to work my socks off as a manager to try and get the best results I can. Are you with me? And I'm going to enjoy the challenges and we'll probably be underdogs a lot of the time again. Um, but I don't, I don't mind that. I've never minded that. But when you talk about my other clubs and what have you, things do drive me on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, and there's particular uh, games where I'd... I do enjoy beating teams probably a little bit more than others. Yeah. And I don't think that will change. I mean, it's really going to be a lovely sort of curtain raiser going back to all these clubs one more time. I never thought I'd ever be going back to Sheffield Wednesday and Ipswich and Leeds. And, you know, great, great game, great atmosphere. I'm re really looking forward to that. And, Sure, all the home fans at those grounds will give me a lovely round of reception. The sort of play you touched on the play, the fact that they really wanted you to stay, I mean, I, I guess they've been trying to get in touch with me. Imagine if you play stay gap with that. I'd imagine that really means something to you genuinely as well. Yeah. Oggy thank because his wages went down that much <laughs> if they got relegated. <laughs> <laughs> he can pay his bills yeah. now, Oggy. So... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. It's it's just um, they're a good group of lads. They were a little when I came. I don't think they'll mind me saying they were a little bit lost, really, um, and they just needed 
um, a bit of loving and, and supporting and, and direction really and it's amazing what you can do you know and it's not just football yeah. whatever whatever job you're in a little bit of love doesn't help, help talking to people in your whatever job it is yeah. and that's what I was saying yesterday Oxford Union it doesn't matter whether you've got a corner shop or a garage or anything you know compliment don't always think about what you're not good at think about what yeah. you're good at and, 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 and what you can do and how much you can improve that and and that's what I've always tried to do I've always tried to make players feel that they're better than what you know that they thought they were and, and 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 a lot of the time I've been successful at that and I think last year you know when I looked at to Radoni and people like that and Reg I can still never remember his name I know it's green but Ari anyhow uh, you know to see him you know, I've got to get him fit now in because he couldn't last an hour. Same with Tyrone. Tyrese, he, Tyrese has got to get fit. He's got every attribute in his locker, but he's got to be able to run more than 10 minutes. He's got, you know, so we've got to get these lads fit in pre-season because they're both very, very good players. And if I was Reg and I looked at... Um, at uh, oh, dear me, I've lost his name now. You tell me. Who's, Stones. Yeah. You look at Stones. Yeah. Centre-half playing in there. Reg is capable of He's not as good as Stones, I know that. <laughs> so don't, please don't quote me. Um, but uh, Reg can do a job in there if he if he if he gets himself fit. And so it, I think it's a good challenge looking at things like this. And young Kieran, Alan, Alan, you know, I thought he did ever so well. Nobody in nobody on that pitch at Watford would have scored the goal he scored. And that's, if you watch his run from when he played it, so it, it you know and. We've got a, a, an Irish international, haven't we? With Spence, you know, I think they'll, you know, he'll come into the reckoning as well. Hopefully, we'll have, um, I can never say his name, but the Japanese. Yuta, yeah. What do you call him? Yuta. Well done, son. Uh, I just smile at him when I see him because he's he's always in the gym, and he's always working with me. He sees me with my headband on, Leon, and me, and I'm working out like, and I know they're laughing underneath the breath, but he's been working very, very hard in. And yeah. as Nichols did, I saw Nichols for a long time last year when I had my workouts, and lovely to see people like that fit and raring to do. And I said to him, I said to him, it's a pity you're not going to be here. I'm not going to be here for you to play next year, you know. So it'd be nice to manage him. And, and Alan, you know, he had a great time. I said to him about March time, I want you fit for Cardiff, you. And it must have been like he must have read it because that's what you know he was. He was fit for Cardiff. And, uh, you know, it's nice. that They're almost two new signings for me, yeah. really. And, and you put the couple of kids in as well. You know, we've got four, four, four new signings, really. So it's, you know, it's, I, I think it's... Uh, if we can just get the icing on the cake with, without going still silly on the, on the wage bill, then we'll have a competitive team. Yes, we're going to have, we're going to have bad weeks. And good, you're always doing the championship, but um, I think we could have some good time. I want to make people smile, me really, and, and look forward to coming with the parents, grandparents to the games because we've always been a family club, haven't we? Really, Leon, you know, everybody's coming down here. When I turn up before the game, I think Kevin was surprised when he got out of his car, he mobbed. <laughs> I, I don't think he's ever seen all like it, really. And... Uh, you know, but I, I I come 15 minutes earlier just so that because I know I'm going to get inundated with little kids having photographs and in fact one of them buggers probably give me that COVID <laughs> <laughs> the last game are you in that? Um, but it's nice I think it's nice to 
to have that rapport with and and, and I've got to say Jake and from what I'm, I've heard it, you know, they want to be more associated with the local yeah. community, which I, I think is going to be great. Is Thomas? Is he? What's, is he going to be part of it? Is he going to be what's? Well, unless you've heard some of that, I don't know. Yeah, I saw him during one of the games last season. I said, "Bloody hell, I want to let you go." You know that I tried to sign him the same day, Leon, when he signed here. Yeah, he might need a bit of a, a one of the Warnock. Uh, what do you call them? What my what my kids look on YouTube now, don't they? One of my talks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they might need one of them, eh? Well, my, my Twitter, 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 whatever it is, I don't know. It's about delegating deal when you get, you know, you finish, that's going to be a big part of it. No, 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 as you get older, you've got yeah. to delegate. Yeah. But I think all good managers do that, yeah. really. You've got to have, I mean, the, the difference is that you go to the top level, they have a bus full of of people to look after, you know, they have two buses now, don't they, go to away games, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not, I don't delegate that much, but Ronnie, Ronnie does an awful lot for me, um, the new lads, you know, I, I've always liked uh, Carl Sarant and, and Benno, they, I know what they can do for me, they'll take a lot of pressure off me as well, and, and, um, and so we, we're not looking for any more staff. We, you know, we're probably one or two short in the staff side, but we, I don't think we need that. We're yeah. going to, you know, we, we've got a good people around, and uh, and we're going to, you know, just have a have a look at what we have. And I'm sure that uh, we'll, we'll be talking to Jake on regular periods about that, you know. But we think we can manage with what we have. In your story, Jake, you played football in in, in England. You played in for an hour in one game. Was this your second? Yeah, very much. I um, I was fortunate to play a little over ten years and, and played um, a few different clubs in, in England. Had a great time doing it. Um, started my career at Wrexham uh, in in Wales, and they've they've had an amazing couple of years lately. Um, had some great FA Cup games, Man United, Ronaldo. Um, good memories to take with you. Um, and then I, I just didn't want to move into Neil's line of work. I just didn't, coaching wasn't for me, and I was more interested in what was happening on the commercial and the business side. And yeah. worked for an agency in London for a while. And, and um, I have um, connections to the US. I did my first undergraduate degree over there. My yeah. parents live in the US now. They emigrated in the late 80s. My wife's American. And so through my playing career, my wife had lived in the UK with me. We didn't have kids at the time. Um, so we're very comfortable here. Our intention was to come back. Yeah. Um, we've got three kids now in the, uh, in the US who are, um, one was born here and the other two were born there, but they've really not known life outside of Florida where we live in Tampa. So, um, so they're, they're desperate to come and see a bit of rain, although we don't have uh, much today. We've got, think we've got Flo lucky. Florida weather here. Um, <laughs> Only the second day I've seen sunshine here since <laughs> in three months. So my uh, my sort of immediate objective is trying to find a place for them to live, or otherwise, uh, like, you know, Mrs. Edwards needs a place to live, otherwise life won't be worth living for me. So that's uh, it's going to be um, a lot of fun for them. The kids they're all looking forward to coming back, and we're looking forward to, to setting up shop here. Because you're football person fundamentally you know, you, that's, it's been your life hasn't it it has been I've been in football now since I'm seven and I'm 40 something um, 
So it has, you know, and it's, it's interesting working at the league office because you get to affect the game on a, on a larger scale. A lot of the work there is done nationally and then uh, working with CONCACAF and FIFA and confederations and federations, etc. So you're just working at a different level, different people, different kind of decisions you're making. You're affecting the growth of the game, but you can't touch it. You know, whereas, you know, at the club level and for someone that's played the game and wants to be closer to it, this is, this, you know, I mean, my playing days are over. This is as close yeah. as I'll get to it. But it's very different. You, you, you're doing your work and you can see the result on the weekend and you can feel the energy in the building. You're with the supporters. You, you're, yeah. you know, you're going on a different journey. So um, it was, uh, as I said, for me, it was, the, it was the right time and fantastic opportunity. Was the next step sort of coming into a you know, decent sized English club and testing yourself? So you, so I think so. Yeah, this is the home of football. This is this is I've played here. I've, I've you know I've experienced uh, a lot of that. Um, some great stadiums and environment. I played here back in '99. I've yeah. played in 2003, I think, as well. So I've always been familiar with the club, and it's always had a great. Um, uh, you know, a great deal of respect for the club. It's always uh, had a great reputation as a club uh, and as a supporter base here. So um, this is a this is fantastic. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. And people you can work with Neil as well. That's big positive, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a positive step for the club, and he's not telling the truth, or at least because it's Wrexham are all the American film stars, aren't they? <laughs> so that's why they want to come over now, isn't it? Really? Everybody wants to come over now, don't they? But hey, we might be playing them next year. <laughs> you never know, do you? But it's uh, they done well, Leon Wrexham. You know, yeah. I, I mean, you, that was a laughed at when they first took over. But they've done not just at the club, you know. They've done an amazing thing around the community. I, I, I you know, people don't get enough. You know, I, I think that people do get maligned in in, in in our country, don't they? And yet, there's some good work being done, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That's it. Poor old lads with cameras there. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Somebody else. Just go in there. Hey, Gary. I think the dressing room wise, yeah, Gary, I think I think they got through with a great dressing room and um, really pleased for the manager as well after what he went through at Watford. It's great to come back and and, and have a group of players like that. I mean, they all, you know, I think we were very close to signing the the striker at the start of last season, uh, but he obviously made the right decision because he's in the Premier League now. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, I think it's, it just shows you what can happen. Um, I do think probably last season was pretty unique in, in the, the, you know, the, the clubs that got in the Premier League. And when you look at Norwich and West Brom and, Teams like that getting and Watford, are you with me? It's uh, I think it was a unique year, year and was the year to get out if you could. Uh, whereas I think this next this season coming will be more a lot more difficult, Gary, than with the teams that we're talking about. Well, they didn't spend the way up, did they? You've sort of said things have probably sort of more organic and natural growth. 
kind of along the lines of how Luton did it, really. Yeah, but I mean, they've had a, they've always had a good nucleus, and uh, but it's uh, it's not an easy place. I, I just I can't wait for Man City to turn up there in that dressing room. You know, it was uh, especially with the backup squad. I don't know where the other busload of staff will go uh, at Luton. It'll be a they must. I, I, they'll probably have to send scouts ahead to have a look round, won't they? But it'll, it's, it's, it's an eye opener. That's why I go to Bodmin next week to show my lads, bring my lads down to earth. That's cool. Thanks very much. Thanks. Thank you, Gary. Gary. Mark Walker from the PA. Hi, Neil. Hi, Mark. Hi, mate. You've touched on it before, mate. On seven of your ex-clubs you're going to be facing next season. Is that right? I'm just wondering who's going to give you the warmest reception. Do you know, do you know it's, it's very difficult, really, isn't it? You can't really... Uh, I'm so well-liked at all these clubs when I, when I arrive at the ground. You want to come on the bus with me to Sheffield Wednesday, you'll have a, you know, you'd enjoy it when I get off. I always get off last. Let the lads go up the tunnel and let them wait. And the steam's coming out their ears and the fire's there ready. So it'll be nice to go back to these places. I didn't think I'd be going back ever. And I hope that my, you know everything keeps going and I can go back to all these places one more time. Because some great clubs, you know, when you think... When you look at our second tier and you look around the world, you know, the crowds we get, the, the competition. I think it's far better than the Premier League, mate. You know, you, you know who's going to win the Premier League before the ball's kicked, don't you? Well, not usually. So it's, uh, I think it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great one. And I am looking forward to all them. And I don't see any reason, you know, people said about Leeds, but I did the best I could at Leeds. It was just the right club at the wrong time there. You know, and uh, I thought I might have gone back last year there, if I'm honest. February. But they didn't test me, Leon. Sorry, we're just talking to Leon there, too. And so, yes, I don't know which one, I'm sure. Thank you. We should be the best of luck. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you. Uh, ben Shaw, is there anything from you? Ben, where are you? Ben. Can oh, you hear it? Oh, sorry. Uh, no, none from me. None Nothing. From me. I had a couple of questions. This is honestly one of my first conference that I've ever been on. Uh, so it's a privilege to be the first, Neil. But, um... No, a lot of my questions that I had have been answered by others, but uh, thank you very much anyway. Benjamin, so, thank you very much for waiting, Benjamin, right till the end, right. eh? And then just lastly then, Jim Conlon. Is Jim there? Hi, Neil. Uh, Neil, great to speak to you again. Uh, Neil, just on um, Huddersfield, the last two years, 2022, you're 45 minutes, Huddersfield were 45 minutes away from the Premiership. Harry Toffolo and Lewis O'Brien went to Nottingham Forest, didn't the following season before you came in, it looked like Huddersfield were heading for League One. Where do you see Huddersfield Town at the moment? Where are they? Are they somewhere between 2022 and 2023? I think we've got more of a chance now because John Moss retired after the final, didn't he? <laughs> so I think we've got more chance of getting decent results now. Uh, but it just shows you what how the, the short spells of... You know, you need a bit of luck, don't you, regarding uh, everything in football. And I think they've had the fair share of bad luck, Huddersfield, over the last 12 months. So let's hope it goes round and come, you know, we, we get a bit of good luck next season and uh, it, it bounces back. It, it won't be for the lack of trying. They're, they're a good group and the fans are good and uh, we'll be doing our best. And finally, 
finally for me Neil you mentioned there about the loan market and exploring the loan market this summer I suppose a testament to that can be Sheffield United picking up Tommy Doyle picking up James McAtee from Man City really transformed their season and those two signings alone practically got them up to the Premier League so how is it really scouring the, the network of Premier League clubs and you have so many connections and the Premier League to maybe find those sort of gems like uh, Danny Higginbottom was able to find in terms of uh, McEntee, in terms of Dial, uh, finding those sort of players. It only takes one or two in terms of those quality loan signings and it really can catapult you to a Premier League. You do need a bit of luck with those as well because you need the player to want to come as well. You know, the, uh, most of the top players, now if you look at the list that I've been given anyhow, availability of players to buy and to loan, you know, they don't just fly off your tongue like they used to do. It's a very difficult market. A lot of the loan players now, there'll be four or five clubs after them uh, and you've just got to hope that you can talk to them and, and persuade them to come to your club. And that's what I'll be trying to do. I'll be trying to persuade the odd one or two uh, to, give us a, to give us a go and... Uh, you know, whether it be till Christmas and see how we go and then if you enjoy it, stay the season. Um, you know, there will be there's, there will be players around, um, but it's whether, you know, we can give them, whet their appetite to come to Huddersfield and that's what we'll be trying. But loans, usually difficult, don't really happen until the end of August, basically. Uh, it's very lucky if you get a loan player in for the start of the season because clubs want to look at all the players, they might have injuries and uh, Premier League clubs want to, and then they'll decide, unless it is a young player that's not got no chance of getting in the first team, you know. So it's, a, it's an awkward market, but it's one you can fall back on if you can't get, can't get the right one. So we, we'll, we will be looking in depth at, at that. Neil, talk to you sometime again in the near future. Thank you very much, Tim. Thank you very much, everybody.